Hello and welcome to another episode of the FOMOcast. We took a little week off to uh, get some Call of Duty in because it kind of happened the day we normally record. It was the first day of the event. So we had to try and get some stuff in that night and the next day. Um, But we're back better than ever. Make sure to check out our link tree, linktr.ee slash FOMOcastgaming. It has all of our uh tiktok you name it it's up there just go to it tim's link to twitch go follow tim too um and uh tim is here say 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 hello tim hello tim so we got a lot of stuff to cover the disney pile is huge like uh tim and i have been discussing it's gonna be mostly um like just rapid fire because it's basic stuff there is some stuff we're gonna probably you know go a little bit deeper in but it's pretty quick uh the first thing, though, we are going to go, some people have passed. I didn't know who two of the people were, except for I looked them up afterwards. But the first one, so Frank Silla. Um, Felix. Not, oh, well, Frank. Why did I say Frank? I don't know where I got that. Felix Silla. <laughs> um, most won't know him because most of his work was done um, behind. In a costume. <laughs> in a costume. I believe he was one of the people you would see like in the eighties when they had like a circus and they had freak shows, he would play like a a little person in it. But, um, he, for me, most famously was cousin it in the original Adams family. And then he was also an Ewok, correct? In star Wars. Um, I, I don't know about that. The thing that I saw is like I said, he was cousin it in the Adams family series, not the movie, but the original series, the original series. Yes. So, and then he, uh, he was 84 and passed away um, after a battle with pancreatic oh, cancer. Was, this is bad. He was in Spaceballs. He played one of the dinks in Spaceballs. <laughs> That's oh, wait, that no, would no, be. No. He was. I was right. He was an Ewok in Star Wars. That's what I thought. I remember someone posted a picture, I think, with him of him with um, with uh, Warwick uh, Davis. Uh, uh, no, he was with. Uh, why don't I want to say I don't know why. I assume I say Jenna Fisher. It's a uh, Carrie Fisher. Carrie he, Fisher. He he was in a picture with Carrie Fisher, and she was in the Forest Moon of Endor attire, and he took a picture with her. And that's oh, how nice. I, that's what I remembered. The cousin it one was second for me. Um, he was eighty four. Um, sad to see him go. Um, the next one though. So there is a Mike Mitchell who is younger, who you would actually know because um, he's an actor. I don't know. You need to look him up because. The reason why I know him is from Parks and Rec, because he is the guy in Parks and Rec that gets mad that Paunchburger is not coming to town, and he has like a small, like it's it's the tiniest of reoccurring roles, but he's in you know a handful of episodes getting mad. His name is Bjorn Lurpus, and he was in six episodes total. He's hilarious, but yeah. the one who passed away was seventy-seven, and he was in. Um, a band, what was the band called? Lead Guitars for the Kingsmen. And the thing that stinks is he died on his 77th birthday. And so, um, and they're the ones that were known for uh, the song Louie Louie. Louie so, Louie, yep. And that's like, I think as a kid, that, you know, when Tim and I grew up, songs like that, like were, they're technically older, but they you knew the song as soon as you heard it because, you know, it, it's popular. Yeah. So, and also Mike Mitchell is um I know it. He was a safety, got drafted by the Raiders in the second round. Yes, so they, that's they, how they I know. That one too is, is, is also look for on Wikipedia. Uh, and then uh, so he was seventy seven. 
Uh, you had Jim Steinman, who was 73, and he was a musical composer. Was He, he was in the movies, though, correct? Yeah. I don't know. If he... Foot, Footloose was one of the movies he worked on. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. the one that I know, he was, um, like you said, a songwriter and producer, composed Meatloaf's uh, Bad Out of Hell album. Okay. Um, which is, you know, they say one of the best-selling albums or whatnot, so whatever. Um, and he also worked on popular songs, Celine Dion's It's All Coming Back to Me Now, Bonnie Tyler's Total Eclipse of the Heart, and of course, Meatloaf's I Would Do Anything for Love, But I Won't um, Do That. So he had a, a hand in, in all of those, which um, all of them, I mean, I've heard they're all pretty popular. So he... Uh, so he was, how old was he? 73. So. 73, yeah. Um, the only person who really was, I mean, I would quote, old, old, was uh, the last one who yeah. passed away was Walter Mondale at 93, former VP of Jimmy Carter. Um, he's usually kind of like, well, I remember, like, the, not the, maybe The Simpsons, when I was a kid to, like, the early 90s, was always the butt of every joke. Yeah. You know, he was always the butt of a joke. Walter Mondale was... Oh yeah, um, and then he ran for president in '84 against uh, Bush. Reagan. Bush. Reagan. Yeah. Okay. Yes, Reagan Mondale. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. I kept thinking, yep. didn't 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 he have something to do with the first Bush too, though? He he could have. I wanted to say he did, but you know, either way, um, he passed in '93. Um, sadly, I looked it up, and his wife she passed away in 2014. So it's been seven years and it's, it's crazy to me because you see some of these people who pass away now and so many young people have passed away, uh, recently come to mind, Chadwick Boseman. Um, and you don't realize like, well, Walter Mondale is 93 and like, I didn't even have any memory of him being in anything when I was little. And now you're finding out he passed away. You'd realize he wasn't even that old. He was only 93 you know, it doesn't seem old to, so it means he was younger when he was in office. You know, it was a lot of things that you're just kind of like, wow, that's crazy. So, um, yeah. so, you know, it's, it's sad to see him, uh, these people go, you know, 70 is not what it used to be. So it is sad to see them go that young of an age and, uh, thoughts go out to their family. Um, and off, off of that, Walter Mondale, we're going to go right into it and we're going to reiterate Tim made sure to reiterate to me and we would reiterate to you. <laughs> we don't do politics for the most part. We do little things here and there, but this one is more of because it's actually historical. Um, ironically enough, we were discussing for the, before the podcast, this is the third time it's happened in the United States. Second time in the U S ever California yeah. in California, second time in California, third time the third time ever in the U S yep. and uh, governor, governor Newsom will be recalled. Um, the secretary of state has announced. And what that means is there will be a ballot that you will vote. Do you want to recall Gavin Newsom and you select yes or no? And then you say, the next question is if the, he is recalled, who would you like to see him replaced by? Basically, I believe so. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I'm trying to think. I can't remember. I don't know yeah, if it goes. Is that how it is? it is? It's just two two questions on the ballot, and that's it. And the right. first one, if, and it's majority rules. So the Correct. first one, if yes, then it goes to the next one. If it's no, then it doesn't matter what you voted, and he stays in office. Correct. And there's a big push right now because people are like, well, 
what do I vote? And you're like, well, it's just you vote whatever you want to. But here's the thing. I know Democrats are telling people, you know, don't vote for him. You know, he, he we want him to stay in office. You know, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. To us. It's just shocking to us because it's like, wow, this is, you know, like like Tim said, it's it's twice. Like, I remember when it happened the last time and I was telling Tim. It was kind of funny because when it did happen the last time. I think it was I was telling Tim, I can't remember when it was, but a couple of years, a couple of Super Bowls after Gray Davis was recalled, uh, he was in a commercial for uh, Monster.com. And everyone's like, who's this? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is hilarious. He was looking for a job. I just thought it was kind of, you know, to me personally, it was kind of cool, you know, seeing him in that role. But I was just, you know, it it, it, it and and to have good spirits about it. You know what? It. He had very good spirits about it, and um, what and I thought was and, it was kind of interesting. You could do. It, no, and the 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 funny part was is is I listened to a, a podcast or a show that basically they talk about you know political stuff from time to time, and um, what they said was you know while he did get recalled and that brought on Arnold Schwarzenegger. Nothing got done because everybody was mad and it was, um, it was what, what do you call it? It was basically split house Senate. Everything was against each other. So nothing was getting passed. So, you know, whatever happens happens. Um, I think with recent developments, you know, with basically Newsom doing stuff to, combat what he has going on so making different decisions i do feel like he is just kind of doing stuff to make people happy and i would prefer that he would just do what he was doing because i mean me personally um yeah don't have this influence what you were already doing no because he was doing he was doing what he was doing and i'm fine with it you know, I lean more towards the Republican side, more conservative, or you would say people say like libertarian. Um, but I, I'm a, I'm of the the mindset of I would rather have people. I don't know. I would have people happy, or not just happy, but basically making sure everything was kind of. I don't know. I wish I wish things would just kind of just. Be for the betterment of California. California did lose a seat. We've tried, I said we were going to get political, but now here I am getting political. We did well, lose. Well, I mean that's, that's House a big thing because that's never happened. That's never happened in California ever. It was basically we lost it for um, uh, one seat in the House. So yeah. that means people well, are leaving. So we have less people exactly. than we did before. So yep, and that's what the thing. And I didn't even think about that. Is on the radio I was listening to today. Because um, my Bluetooth ran out of batteries, um, or need to charge it, is that that's what they were saying? Is that means that there's you know a mass exodus out of California yep. that because that's done by the population that there was enough that they lost a seat. So uh, coworker of mine is leaving, and uh, he couldn't be happier. And yeah, I'm happy for it. him, and you know, and handful um, of people that have left. But I have learned from relatives who have missed, who have left, that basically, you know, once they left, they they spent their whole life trying to get back. So, 
Uh, I'm okay with California. I'm born and raised. So um, we didn't want to get too political, but we had to mention the fact that he got recalled because everything is, there's so much animosity and I I get like, well, the hard part for me is, is he's been rich his whole life and nothing wrong with that. I'm, I'm, Hey, he, he was born rich. He created some companies is great, but people are beginning mad at him for the wrong reasons. I feel like so, yeah. You know, well, just just to kind of before um, you move on, just a little history fact um, about it. So California is one of 19 states that allow recall elections. So not all of them. Um, and under state law, any elected official may be subject to a recall. So and to do that um, must gather a certain amount of signatures from registered voters within a mm-hmm. certain time period, obviously. And it must equal 12% of the votes cast in the previous election for that office. So yep. for this one, um, the 2021, the recall, they had to get uh, basically 1,495,709 signatures, which right. obviously they did. They so, actually, they surpassed that. But the other <laughs> yeah. aspect they don't tell you about is the fact that um, they have to be verified, too. Yep. So. And that's what the people don't realize. That's why they have a deadline because it probably takes, you know, uh, half the time it took to get the signatures. It takes them just to verify the signatures themselves. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, because once they hit that, you got to have a deadline to get the signatures. Okay, after this day, you can't get any more signatures. Then it goes to the Secretary of State's office, and then they have to verify um, the signatures and make sure basically everything was legit because it's it's a big deal. And I think I can't remember what the number was, but I know they got over two million signatures and they only needed one and a half. Obviously, you pad it up because some are going to get either people that have done, did it twice and didn't know that or, you know, however it is. So uh, only two mean, governors. Some, some people some people are getting desperate enough. They'll sign fake names or whatever. So. Yeah, no, exactly. And they got to verify each one. So it, t- it takes time. So as you said before, only two governors have ever been successfully recalled. 1921, uh, Governor Lynn Frazier of North Dakota uh, recalled during a dispute about state-owned industries. And obviously the last one was in 2003, Gray Davis recalled over (laughs) over state budget. And that was in the middle of the energy crisis as well with the rolling blackouts. So oh, like I was man that's right the because we had the rolling brownouts where we were yep. at the fair and they go you guys need to start filling you need to dump all your grain on the ground for the cows and start filling up trash cans full of water cuz the property runs off pumps so we yep. don't know if we're going to have water for the animals so you need to hurry up and do it and it never happened but, yeah, but I remember the case. big the biggest thing was is I remember this was this is what's crazy so right so the big debates we have now is about like human rights when this got happened i remember now distinctly what it was about was the length of time it was taking in order to get budgets completed and i think the first year they went like 120 days without a budget and then the next year it was longer and that's what brought on the recall because they're like we don't have a budget there there's potentially going to be a shutdown which i think there was a shutdown at one point probably and I, I remember that. I, I thought that was the craziest stuff. Now I remember it distinctly. That's yep. man, well, that's and, crazy. And sitting in the classroom and all of a sudden, you know, teacher giving a lesson and all of a sudden, boom, there goes the power. I was like, all right, well, just chill here and wait until the next class and go out. Um, and then lastly, like I was <laughs> telling Chris before, 
1988, I recall, was approved against uh, Governor Evan McCam of Arizona, but he was impeached and convicted before it got on the ballot. So there was one more, but it didn't get on the ballot because he was already um, out of office. So, like I said, I mean, it's kind of a big historical thing, especially where, you, you know, only 19 states allow it. And any elected official may be subject to recall in those 19 states. So if you go on the Wikipedia page and you go just type in, um, you know, recall of elected officials, there's a whole bunch of them. Because you get people that, um, you know, they, they do a recall petition and they don't get enough signatures. So that doesn't make the ballot. And I know there was one like the Flint, Michigan governor when all of that water crisis, water stuff came out. There was a petition for to recall them didn't get enough signatures well there you go it, it, it failed so but you know as right now there's three that have ever happened in the nation just for governor this is just for governor and two of the three have been in california um and uh both of them like i said have been in as you said earlier have been in in our lifetime and we could distinctly remember, remember it remember so, exactly so well, uh, that's that's we'll crazy. see what happens by the by we'll uh, the, you guys the end of the year. It, it is a confusing thing because being recalled is kind of the same thing as being in pit impeached, where you can be yeah. impeached but nothing happens. But so nothing you can happens. Be recalled and nothing yep. happens, and the yep. recall is just a recall election that leads yep. to another. So it just it's it's really it's convoluted and it, it's you know yeah exactly like you said that's that's great uh you know saying like the impeach because what clinton got impeached once or twice but he didn't once. lose office once correct so but in school you think impeach he's gone nope. um but like you said it's just it, you Cause know technically because technically nixon was impeached yeah um, but he resigned but he before. resigned prior to yeah. the trial so yep yeah so, so well but anyhow let's it's now pretty cool now, state history it, it, now we're going to go into some more positive stuff because Tim has completed Dr. Disrespect's new book. Tim, how was it? Well, if you could get the audio version, that is what I would highly recommend. Um, at first, I I pre-ordered it. It came. I read like the first couple. They're not really chapters, but like the preface or whatever you want to call it. Um, and I'm like, you know what? I think I got a one of the free ones on Audible or whatnot through Amazon or whatever it is. So I look at it. Sure enough, there it says, you know, uh, Audible and zero dollars. Boom, downloaded that and took me about three days to listen to it, about six hours or so. So instead of listening to podcasts, I listen to this. And it's obviously it's a book about Dr. Disrespect, but he uh, talks or uh, he narrates it in his persona so it's cool to you know get his takes and everything on it in his persona and the book has nothing to do about the person that plays dr disrespect absolutely nothing to do with them it is the life of dr disrespect not how the person became dr disrespect about dr disrespect when he was a kid how he became the two-time the back-to-back 93 94 and then um, where he's at right now and how the Champions Club came about, which is how the Champions Club came about. That is a fantastic storyline. And if you ever watch Dr. Disrespect's stream, 
it ties directly into the book, which now makes a whole bunch of sense um, how the Champions Club came about because uh, you see it in his background and everything like that. No, it's <laughs> it's a great book. Obviously, it's 100% pure fiction um, on it, but it's how it's the life story of Dr. Dr. Disrespect. Like I said, not the person has nothing to do with anything that happened. It's basically just about Dr. Disrespect's um, life and, and how he got to where he's at right now. And like I said, it's, uh, I loved it in, because it was written as his persona and when he did the narration of it, obviously it was him and his persona and you just right. get the little little quibs and everything that, that he does. But highly recommend it. If you're looking for this book, because we didn't know what how it was going to go. Was it going to come out about his Twitch ban? You know, how was, was it going to talk about, you know, his stuff that he had, you know, well, I mean, ish, the, the family thing issues about, or anything thing about that is usually I think it takes about two years to get a book fully through everything. So um, I think yeah. that that right there is I didn't I didn't expect to talk about that. But what I did expect. Um, well, but was, you could always throw that in at the end on different cha- different chapters towards the end. Of no, that. no, 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 no way, dude. That book had to have been done at least. Uh, probably that the book was probably done two months before Twitch had, Twitch thing happened because it did. Yeah, but probably, I, but I, I mean to talk about the no, the you previous can't add stuff. it. You cannot add that because they have expectations. I followed this one lady that is a comedian, um, Arden Marine. She's hilarious. She has a Bachelor podcast, and um, she was working on her book for like two years, and they give her a deadline. She made it. It's out. Um, but um, I think it's called Little Miss Little Compton. That's what it's called. Um, but it's hard to get to get stuff, you know, added in once everything's done because they read over it with a fine tooth comb, you know, unless he made some sort of deal he could add stuff in the end. But I have a feeling he wants to save that for another book because he could write a separate book just about the Twitch saga. So, oh, it, exactly. And who knows if he's kind of allowed to write it or how much he can talk about it well no Uh, i think i from the rumors that i heard it is basically um he could say what he wants but he's telling he he, they have a deal with twitch that no one's gonna say anything quite a bit so it it's gonna (laughs) it's gonna be interesting to see what happens because um uh I have a strong feeling that something's going to come out in the near future because there's been a lot. Um, so Twitch just lost a legal battle against the guy who they banned for um, what was he doing? He was doing oh, something the in the hot tub one and like with food. No, and no, stuff? no, 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 no. There was one person who was complaining about the hot tub chicks, but this other guy, he got banned for doing this thing where you this is called boosting I think or something where basically he people were paying him or something giving him donations and when he would get so much he would basically max like make their account better by getting certain things or something like that which oh. technically they they he says they didn't warn him there was no warning and I believe this was before the terms of service said that they they can they determine whether or not you're banned permanently or not. 
So basically, he just won a lawsuit against them. It's only like thirty something thousand dollars, but they're the, he won lost earnings from that year when he couldn't do anything before he went to a new platform. So you know, there's so much that we don't know that goes on behind the scenes because there are contracts. He did have a contract. They did as soon as he this the, the thing that is shady to me is the second that his contract was canceled and he was banned, they signed two people to Twitch. So and they were guys who were on Mixer. So it's a big thing behind it. I'm sure we'll find out eventually, but I know how Dr. Disrespect is. He's gonna want to make it like a thing. It's gonna be a thing. So yeah. Well, and, and with all the with that uh, the settlement or whatnot, I mean that sets precedent as well. It so. does, it does, but they could probably. Um, I mean, it's so expensive now. Unless you're someone like Doc, who's got so many sponsorships and so many viewers. I mean, people don't realize. Everyone's like, "I want to be a streamer. I want to be a streamer." You know, me and Tim stream. People don't realize that, like Tim the Tapman. I want to say he streamed for like four or five years before he made it professionally. And now it's almost impossible because everyone has access to doing it. He made true investments in building a brand, building a style, doing all that kind of stuff. You know, something similar to like everyone has a podcast now. You know, we I started this when I um, had the idea, you know, with our former co-host Arnaldo, you know, about basically fear of missing out because everyone binged watch the 13 reasons why it was like one of the first big things on Netflix where everyone had to watch it immediately. And we talked about how that affects how you view things. And that's the thing that's happening now with streaming. And Dr. Disrespect was also one of the first ones. And he actually has had transgressions in his past that he's come back from and seeing how he has reacted to other things. That's why I thought something's not right with this. Something smells off with this. And um, we're just going to mention it real quick because I, I saw the story right before we came on about how Mountain Dew Game Fuel decided to play an ad on Twitch that featured Dr. Disrespect. Now, I don't know if that violates it because it's an ad. I don't know if it violates it on that. But he is not allowed to basically be on the streams in any capacity. So you cannot play with him. I think Tim the Tatman has, but they called him Doc. They did not go by his full name. Yeah, and he was trying to do it again recently, and there was, I think it was just easier not to do it. Right. Or there was so something there, like there's, there was a... There's little things here and there, there, there there's, that, that's why I think he plays with Stone Mountain now every once in a while, or they have good, you know, back and forth, because technically, if you're in a tournament, and you face off against him, there's nothing you can do about that. So, and it's not on Doc, it's on you if you're on Twitch. So Twitch is more restrictive, but I have found more success through Twitch. So congrats to Tim on a great book. Um, glad Tim got to read it because uh, I'm actually um, way behind on my Audible. I've been listening to podcasts all week, so I think I'm going to do some yard work because I have um, the new Thrawn book came out from Star Wars that came out uh, day before yesterday. And I still have to finish um, reading an Aftermath book, the second one in the Aftermath series. I have to read Thrawn. I have the Dark Disciple book. I have um, uh, a couple of the ones that are basically retellings of the first three of the original trilogy. It's retelling from different characters, like the Wampa from New uh, from uh, The Empire Strikes Back has a storyline in one of them. It's kind of cool. Like they're sentient beings, they can think, and they just don't speak. You know, basic is what they call. Tim doesn't know this in Star Wars. 
when you speak English, basically, that's basic. That's called basic. So um, I need to get this on. I'm going to get it on Audible, though, and make it like my next one I read after the second Thrawn one. So that'll be awesome. So you're going to um, have to listen to all those in like 5X just to get them, get through them. I listen, I, I do listen at 1.5. Yeah, that's per, that's perfect. 1.5 is kind of perfect. People don't know. So you can listen in at 1.5 or two times. Um, the Star Wars books are a little harder to listen at two because the um, uh, Mark Thompson is one of the people that he does narrating for a lot of them. And they, he does all the voices for the Star Wars books. So it's very difficult for you to listen because they change the voices every once in a while. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's better off just going 1.5. Uh, the, the next topic, this is just, this is not news. It really isn't. So the Oscars had the lowest viewership ever under 10 million, 9.85. Um, I think it had a lot to do with the fact that they, it would, the, the press that came out beforehand was like, Oh, it's going to be something you've never seen before. It's going to be like a movie. And, uh, a lot of people just don't want to see that right now. And, uh, did you, did you happen to watch any of it? No. I just saw the part where people were mad about Chadwick Boseman not getting best actor and the fact that Anthony Hopkins probably didn't think he was getting it. He wasn't there. He's, he's, I mean, he's in the age range. You don't want him traveling. And I'm sure he's probably not in the United States. It showed him. He's like by the beach somewhere, probably over in Europe or something. Right. And, um, but a lot of people said like, look, you know, he's, he's Anthony Hopkins. You know, there were barely any movies that came out last year. The only one I saw that had won something that I had heard of before was um uh nomad land because it's on hulu so that's why i saw it i was like okay nomad land but uh i just heard everything was just kind of it wasn't a joke but it was just kind of the discombobulated it didn't make a lot of sense and it was just you know it's nothing you know there was nothing to write home about but the thing is it's been declining for the past like eight years yeah so yeah people who are down and out don't have a job are trying to get a job back don't want to see these extravagant parties that the rich people are having and you know are you know complaining about like this one's a little bit different because they were talking about police brutality which was a great platform and um uh, i did see tyler perry's speech later on about you know uh everyone being good to each other kind of thing so aside from that, though, there was nothing else to watch it for. Everyone wanted to see reactions and, you know, just kind of what it was, what it was. Yeah, like the five minutes that me and the wife watched it just to, oh, hey, it's on. Let's check it. Let's see, see how they're doing it. And it was, yeah, I mean, five minutes is probably three minutes too long. But it was, you know, it was in the middle of... um what was it? Somebody coming out on stage to present the, well, not on stage, but however they did it, there wasn't really a, I mean, there was a stage there. <laughs> oh, it was Marlon Matlin. And she came out and she was doing her, you know, sign language interpreter there. And then uh-huh. they did the whole, I wanted to see like the whole rigmarole, like where they did the, um, you know, announce the whatever category and the, actors or actresses that were in it. Oh, it was like documentary, short documentary and full length. <coughs> Excuse me. And then, you know, and the Oscar goes to, they said it and the, I think the people were in the room and they walked up to the stage. They had the Oscar out there on a podium and then they had a microphone and it 
didn't think they cut anybody off. Like you could just keep going and going and going. Cause me and the wife look at each other's like, are they going to play the music or cue something? And then that person was done. We're like, okay, they're done. And then the second person who came up there, you know, didn't give a long speech, but talked as well. It's like, okay, this is just, it, it was different. We'll put it at that. And me personally, I mean, I didn't, I didn't care for it. Cause it wasn't, I mean, like you said, it was something different, something that we're not used to. So, but yeah, like I said, five minutes was probably three minutes uh, too long. But I yeah. could definitely see why viewership was down, though, in my opinion. Yeah. So that is what it is. Um, if you watched it, let us know. Like I said again, linktree.com. So L I N K T R dot E slash FOMOCast Gaming. Check us out. Let us know. Hit us up there anywhere. Um, the next thing, uh, Sony PlayStation, whose network was completely down yesterday, and no one could play any games at all. Everyone was super mad. The PlayStation 5 has sold 7.8 billion units, 3.3 million just from January to March, as that's of supposed, March 31st. That's supposed, to be, that's supposed to be a million. That's a typo on my end. Billion? Oh, 3.3 billion just from January to, to March. No, no, no. 7.8 million. Oh, 7.8 million units, 3.3 million from January to March. Yeah. A lot of it has to do with the fact that I believe... February and March were two drop months because they're trying to they're getting COVID under control in in China, where a lot of the components are made, um, and so basically they're getting it under control there, able to ship stuff a little bit more. Um, there was a drop. I actually, for those of you that don't know, if you go to the PlayStation website or to the Xbox website, even GameStop website, Target, any website, you can get actually get notified when stuff drops you can get the bundles that's what they're doing now and like gamestop does bundles you can get an xbox one uh, uh you can get an xbox series x and like an extra controller or a game for like so let's say it's like a hundred bucks more it'll give you like two extra thing kind of thing so um that's pretty big um we're gonna see what xbox releases because usually they'll release something right after this but i don't know yeah, and then just to kind of just touch on it, it the uh, total operating profit of three point one four billion with the B for the twenty twenty fiscal year a record for Sony. So, yeah, they did pretty well last year. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, as we mentioned earlier, we played a lot of Call of Duty last week. There is a new map. We have our theories about it. We won't go into it here. I don't even know. Tim knows my theory. I have a good theory about it, but. It has a new map. It's hit and miss. People are super upset or like, this is a great idea because people were mad. We don't want a new map. We want to keep this map. And some people are like, we want a brand new map. So they compromised. They made a brand new map on the old map. They got new buildings. They got new locations that you can go further in different directions. You can tell they're going to have plans because you can go to these one mining areas that have a way to get in, but there, you can't go into them right now. So obviously they'll be opening up, um, sooner than later but uh yeah how do you feel about the maps tim i like it i love it so basically went from like i said it's the same map um but they tweaked it a little bit so instead of being in what 2019 2020 it's in 1984 so it's cool it's got that 80s vibe different buildings that you're used to um, which had a 2020 layout now has a 1984 layout. So there may be extra rooms or rooms that disappeared um, in it. So that's cool. Or even in the buildings, they changed them up just how the interior is. Not, I mean, not only just with the style that was in there in the 
um, mid eighties. But like I said, um, you know, there's a couple different rooms in it where it used to be one big area. Now it's two rooms and you got to go through the doors to get in there, which I thought yep. that that was cool. It's kind of the little things. So no, uh, I like it. Uh, you don't, for me, I don't have to learn a whole new map because obviously it's war zone. It's a big map. Um, but yeah, no, I liked it and they dropped it. With, I don't uh, think, I don't think you're going to like my, what I think they're going to do. I'm going to tell you afterwards. We don't bore everybody, but I don't think you're going to like what they, I think they're doing. Yeah. But I mean, even what everyone said that was going to happen on this map kind of happened. I mean, yeah, they nuked it, but they thought it was going to be the nuke coming from like the silos inside, but it wasn't. So I don't know. Well, well, we'll technically, see. technically, it was from a, a silo inside. It just wasn't um, the way it blew up makes you think almost. I think mean, pe- people are somewhat worried because they're like, great. They blew it up to the point where they could still bring it back because it was in one spot. So they could set the yeah. game in the future. I actually I actually forgot. I have two uh, two uh, different um, theories. I found one from somebody else. So that one was kind of actually, I forgot about that one, um, yeah. but I'll tell you both of them after we finish recording. But I, but, I, I, I like it too, because it, what's funny is, is like they have the, the Adler contract for those that don't play it. They'll do these special special like missions or achievement things. They did one for Halloween. Yeah. Um, they did one for the, the first part of the zombie outbreak one. And basically yeah. you do certain things, you get special points, um, you get, little things that contribute to a, an end game of basically, Oh, I'm going to get this skin for my character. And what's crazy is, is Tim, how long it took us to what? Two days to finish yours. Uh, it took about three days to finish mine. Cause I was doing it by myself. And it, yeah. it kind of, it kind of reinvigorated the game where I'm seeing like, it's, it's almost well, back and, to and, when and, it, and we first started. And to preference the days, it's not like we were on it for like twelve hours a day. We no, were on it, it for like, like two a, or three a, hours. Yeah, not. a couple hours. So, <laughs> just want to throw that out there. Where it's like, man, you must really stink. It's like, no, but we only did it. We got a regular nine to five. So, yeah. So, but it was cool seeing you know just basically the the excitement back into it. And I know people are like, oh, you know, it's not going to last. Hey, I'm fine if it doesn't last. I still greatly appreciate. Uh, I still greatly appreciate it because uh, I think they made the the best effort possible to kind of bring everything back into it. So yeah, well, um, and when did the first map come out? I mean, it's been over a year, right? It was a year in March last year. Yeah, so I mean, it's been a year. It's not like oh, it's five years. It's about time they've tweaked you know little things here or there. I mean, they 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 had they, they had they events. Like, I think what was it uh, after the Halloween one? I th- want to say it was in January when the silos opened up. Yeah. I think. So, but I mean, as far as like a whole there. map overhaul, correct? You know, they did little things in this area and that area, and then towards the end, there's no more bunkers. You couldn't go get red access cars or any bunkers couldn't go into where this when they they revamped the map. I mean, it wasn't a whole new. We take this map completely out and put a whole new one in there, like they did with with Rebirth Island, where it's yeah. a brand new map. Right. With this one, they they revamped it, and I mean, I liked it. And dude, at the end of the gay day, it's a free game, it's free, free game. to play. And so to tag onto that, I didn't share this. It's not on our list because I didn't know. Um, Xbox has announced 
that you are not going to need a gold membership to play games that are free to play online. So they have changed because that was a big thing in order to play online because PlayStation is going that direction as well. They announced before that you're not going to have to have PlayStation Plus to play free online games where that's, you know, because people don't realize if, let's say, for instance, um, I get into Warzone, I can't afford to buy a regular game, I play Warzone. Uh, If you download the game and you buy something in the down the road, the company that hosts the game, so your Xbox or PlayStation, gets a cut of it in the end. So it's one of those things where, you know, the microtransactions for the company pay off. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's like a Tim said, it's a free game. Everyone have fun. I can't wait to see you guys all out there with the, um, uh, the same outfit because everybody's wearing it. Uh, the Adler skin or the, the rose one that they finally not nerfed. the not the rose one which they barely nerfed they made it a little bit lighter it's not that different ironically enough one of my theories is going to ruin that thing so you're going to like this one but <laughs> uh, yeah um, but we're going to go into some sad news I'm trying to get clarification on this but it, they're saying that YouTube TV could be leaving Roku now if YouTube TV leaves Roku wouldn't that mean the YouTube app would leave Roku too. So I don't know. I got an email yesterday because I have YouTube TV right. uh, and I watch it on ITV, which is through Roku. Right. So they sent out and I thought, I'm like, what the heck is this? It's it was a Roku email, but about YouTube TV, like holy, which, this is... which is very common for DirecTV people. If you have DirecTV or Dish, they do this all the time. It's, it's a ploy. It's a tactic because Roku wants the money. So they're trying to convince the people who subscribe to YouTube TV, TV through Roku to put pressure on YouTube. Uh, but what all did it say when you, when you read it? Um, that basically uh, they're a contract dispute and they don't want, basically not going to bow down to YouTube and their whatever they got going on. Um, and like they said, you know, contact, contact YouTube TV and let them know. Uh, basically they use the greed platform that YouTube was trying to push their weight around and Roku is fighting for you, the consumer um, to keep it on there. So it's just, it's like anything where sometimes ABC or NBC, those where they're in a contract dispute with whoever it is that it may, you may lose service for a couple days until they come to an agreement. Uh, it's pretty much the same thing, but it's instead of being a single network, it's a, um, whole uh subscription based channel so if that goes then that means i will have to find another device to plug into my tv to watch it because mine has a built-in roku now it doesn't say when like you will completely lose it or what's going on with it actually what i can do is just cast it from my phone or my tablet to the tv but that's just a pain um yeah, but, I know. Yeah. I know that most of those they just it, it'll say we have reached agreement. This is the date. So, yeah. um, I I will say you know if it happens, it happens. But I hope they don't lose the YouTube app because my kid is gonna freak. So um, yeah, I don't. Crossed. I don't see why not because the YouTube app is it's an app and it's free. 
doesn't matter because there's also there's a, here's the thing so they also have on the youtube app you can pay the subscription fee to yeah. where you can listen to music offline and they have that on the tv as well so the reason why roku is getting mad is they want a bigger cut they lost a lot of money to hbo they lost they're losing money left and right because people are not subscribing through roku anymore which would suck for me because i have a roku tv so yeah, that just makes the me. entire purpose of having a roku tv yeah so like if well, I and, if it does happen, I'm gonna have to go buy an Apple TV to plug into my Roku TV, and that's redundant. Yeah. Right, ex- exactly. Yeah, I said. I mean, same thing. Like I was saying, same thing with me. Um, but I'm not subscribed through Roku to YouTube TV. I'm just through YouTube TV and use the Roku to watch it. So no, they're but not getting, they, no, they're because not you, anything off of yes, me. they are because you're logging in through a Roku device. They get a cut of that because you where you are watching it from, they can track it. That's well, why they have you verify your thing, and they do get a cut from YouTube for that. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not paying Roku for that. Well, no, HBO wasn't either, but HBO didn't want to give them a cut. That's yeah. the problem. It has nothing to do with because what it what well, all it is is it gives you the option to subscribe through Roku. You're not subscribing through Roku. You're just going through them as an intermediary. So yeah, I mean, we'll find out soon enough. Soon enough, but we want to go on to more positive news. And there is so much positive coming up, especially with Pixar Soul won Best Animated Feature and won Best Original Score. And I believe this was the first year that Pixar movies were competing against each other for uh, Best uh, Animated, which would be um, Onward Onward and Soul. I have not watched Soul yet, but I have heard from multiple people. That's why I haven't watched it, because they say it's somewhat emotional. It's a very good film, and it's kind of, um, I would say, more normal. You know, it's not one of those yeah. films where it's like, you know, Onward, they're, they're ogres, you know, and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I haven't watched it yet, but congratulations to them. And anyone else who had, did win at the Oscars, I know it may not have seemed like it's a big deal to us, but it is kind of big to win Best Picture and things like that because that's how we do base our viewing after the fact, and that is how – some people get their big start because, you know, um, you know, it's not like not every person can be like Jordan Peele, who is a hilarious comedic actor and then get a job directing a movie who did did great. A lot of these guys have to direct these little indie films that get an Oscar and then they get more and more money. And that's when you find out, like, you know, Ryan Reynolds, the only reason why he did the Wolverine movie was because he was promised they would eventually do the Deadpool movie, and that was his passion project. So you find out all these little things about, oh, that movie was horrible. Well, yeah, because he didn't want to do it kind of thing. So, yeah. you know. And on, and on those movies, even just to get nominated is huge for some of those. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, congratulations to all of them. But uh, we're going to look now. And Sony, so this one, this one was deceiving. This is very deceiving. So Sony and Disney Plus have made a deal to bring Spider-Man and uh, more movies to the streaming services. The problem is they're, we're not going to get a Spider-Man movie until next year because this deal is set to start when the current deal with Netflix ends. So basically the first film that will be coming um, to Disney Plus is No Way Home after its theatrical run, which is later this year, I believe, and or beginning of next year, I can't remember. 
Um, but we won't be able to get anything. So they made it sound like, cause what's funny is they posted that article. And then like two hours later, um, what's on Disney plus posted a thing about how they removed this, the Spider-Man animated series from Disney plus. Oh so, gosh. which more than likely it's going to another service. People don't realize, you know, there's contracts, little ones here and there. Um, that's why we, you couldn't get Ant-Man and the Wasp until I think it was July of last year was because it had to deal with Netflix. I think that was the last one. That's why Endgame was available on Disney Plus before Infinity War, because Infinity War was on Netflix because of the contract. So, you know, it's no big deal, but I am excited that we get to bring Spider-Man because it does mean that Disney and Sony are now more bonded. Um, and it could mean bringing Spider-Man back to the Marvel Universe the way we everyone wants him. And any other kind of character, because people don't realize... We're missing out on a lot of villains because they're tied to the Sony deal. So fingers crossed that it goes through. Now, the next one, Tim, because Tim Tim does the agenda now. And so I see a lot of them. But uh, what's this new? So it's Muppet Man, Jim Henson biopic. Uh, is it going to be li- it's live action, I assume? Yeah, it's just going to be a biopic on Jim Henson's um, life. On doing on how he created the Muppets and and everything, it looks I I haven't seen that much on it. I heard about it, and from what I've I've heard and read, the little bit that I've read, um, that it's supposed to be like everyone's excited about it. There's not that much um, on it besides that you know it's it's in the works. So yeah. it's like ooh that would be cool. Because um, Jim I, Jim Henson was like you know a genius. Um, I mean, I personally think that he kind of was the like that style, the the Muppets themselves. Um, you wouldn't have a lot of content that you do now because of his styling for the Muppets. I mean, for kids and, you know, adults alike, there's something there for everybody. Yeah, no. And and, and I haven't heard of who's going to direct it or anything like that. Like I said, I haven't read that much on it and i don't know if there's that much out there so it'll be excited to see and i know um if disney's doing it especially jim henson being a disney person uh yeah. they should they should do it do it justice and uh do it very well i'm sure they're going to have somebody that is um like uh is very passionate about the muppets or really like the muppets as far as a director or producer so mm-hmm. they're going to want to do do it justice and they don't want to be the one. Oh man, you ruined it. It's like, yeah, no, I, I, you know, h- however it is. So, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Um, so there was another news that they were basically, so they're going to be doing a new haunted mansion movie and it's, it's Justin Simeon is who's doing it. Yeah. I'm kind of bummed about it because I know there was for the longest time, that uh, rumor that Guillermo del Toro was wanting to do it. And he's a huge Haunted Mansion fan. Um, I think he even has like a lot of, um, uh, he has a whole house. That's just memorabilia. Yeah. From it. Well, from everything. So, cause all those movies as well, but he has a lot of Disney memorabilia because he's friends with Chris Hardwick, who Chris Hardwick has the original paintings from the stretching room in Haunted Mansion. And Guillermo del Toro was on his podcast and freaked out because he got to go to his house and see him. And Guillermo del Toro is a fanboy, just like all of us. Oh, yeah. And it would have been awesome to see that. 
Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> who, I mean, and I know this Haunted Mansion movie has been talked about for years now. I mean, years. It's been so, a while. Um, so we'll see what, what comes, comes about from it. Hopefully so, they, I mean, so, sorry, Eddie Murphy, but hopefully it's, uh, better than, better that, than one. that one. So he's done the, both the show and the, the movie Dear White People, uh, producer on them. Hmm. And, uh, let me see. And director, producer and director. And he also did one called You Got You Caught a, Caught a Ghost, Get Your Life. And Bad Hair, which I think I've heard of Bad Hair before. Yes, it's a 1989 movie. So, um, and Dear White People, I, I never watched it. It just, it wasn't in my, when it came out in 2014, I wasn't watching much movies. But I will say, though, it got critical acclaim. Um, it did very well. So, you know, we just hope for the same thing coming out of it because, um, you know, we, I don't want anyone to fail. I want them to do great. Right. Uh, I thought we didn't have any more sad news, but this one right here. Um, all Disney stores in Canada are to close this summer. My favorite comment was this dude said, well, all this happened in Australia in 2004, so welcome to the club. So <laughs> I, I feel like they probably realize. So for those of you who don't know, they still kept releasing stuff in the Disney store. They changed the Disney store, I believe to where um, it's not as much park exclusive stuff anymore. Cause there used to be able to, they'd have like, you know, a third of the stuff that was going out would go to the, the online store. So you could buy this shirt. It might be, have a different one at the parks, but they'd have one similar on the website. And I think they probably realized we can sell anything on the website because everyone's stuck at home It's Disney. It's collectible. So I figured they probably said, you know what? It's probably cheaper for us just to close all the stores down um and keep only the ones open like you know the one in the mall by us up here by me that one probably stays open because they, they was the mall when the mall's closed they weren't in there they probably weren't getting charged rent so what's the point of getting rid of something that you know is not going to have anything like that so i i don't know why they keep the ones open in the united states alone i do know the one in the out the outlet one right outside of la um that big huge uh outlet mall that one we always stop by and we get ornaments and little trinket things and costumes for the kids to play in. But other than that, you can buy them all online for the same exact price. There's no difference. So it makes sense to me. Oh yeah. And I, I mean, it was just a, a matter of time, especially for those, um, those type of stores kind of tied to, like I said, this one tied to, to Disney. So well, like you said, with, with everything moving online, I mean, it's sad to see because that means, you know, people are going to lose jobs, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the trend that's, that's happening. There's no reason to go to the store. Um, and especially now, since they're doing releases online, I mean, as yep. some, I mean, there's been a lot of hiccups with that, but they keep, you know, I mean, fixing it little by little. Everything <laughs> but, is doing that, especially like I saw one the other day. I saw one, heard one today. Uh, Croc saw Crocs. They saw like a 200% increase in sales last year and already from January to March, they're up another 54% because right. they've been doing, I tried to get the Luke Combs ones and I was in line for two hours and they didn't have my size by the time I got in there. And I logged right. in two minutes before it was, I kept refreshing 
until it let me get in line. And it had yeah. so online that it's so much easier because technically somebody can go on there in two different accounts, buy four of the items, sell three of them, make a profit. And that's what it's all about. So I know oh, yeah. Disney's better about stopping that, but we'll see what happens once these stores close. Um, this one makes me laugh hysterically because a Florida man used stolen credit cards to purchase over $60,000 worth of Universal Orlando Resort vacation packages. That's freaking insane. Right. Good for him. That's a lot. That's a lot. You know, normally you get I the mean, ones if... I mean... <laughs> well, but I mean, <laughs> normally if they... Of, a family of three, you're spending about eight grand to go to Florida. Like, that's we paid. We, for us, personally, yeah. I, we didn't pay that, but with inflation from our honeymoon in 2011... It's probably with another kid with a, with, a, with a kid. It'd be about eight grand yeah. to ten grand to do it. Yeah, um, but I mean, normally you get the ones where hey, they steal it from somebody's purse or on the ground. They go to like a gas station and you know see if it works, and then start making a whole bunch of like gift card purchases before it gets declined. Mm-hmm. With this one, I mean, shoot, sixty grand worth. Hey, good for him. It makes me wonder, maybe he knew something, like, maybe he knew the person. Right. (laughs) Or it was, yeah, maybe in cahoots type deal. So. I mean, in the next, the next, very next one, a NASA executive pleads guilty to using fraudulent COVID-19 relief loans to pay personal debts to Disney Vacation Club. That's insane. Right. So, on this one, um... He applied for more than $350,000 for fraudulent COVID-19 relief, including the Paytech protection loans um, and unemployment claims. Used the money to pay off personal debt, including a Disney Vacation Club. In May and June 2020, uh, he received uh, $2,700, I mean, $2,000, geez, $200,072. Worth of loans and paid twenty five hundred of that to Disney Vacation Club, uh, and it said him and his wife owned nine Disney Vacation Club contracts. So what? Yeah, yep. But but I thought the Vacation Club you only, you only need one contract. Well, I think it's one. You have one um, account, and then you could get contracts like. Animal Kingdom is a contract. California, uh, uh, Disney Grand California is a contract. Oh, so <laughs> where you, you where you get, get the, the points? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So each one, but shoot to have nine of them. Wow. So I yeah. mean, they, they do have resorts down in like in in South America and stuff, don't they? I'm sure I, they do. I think so, and like obviously Alani's, you know, one as well not tied to any parks so yeah he got he got in trouble yeah that's amazing um and lastly um sadly universal studio japan is closing closed on april 25th due to a state of emergency um they're one of the only island nations i think that's having these issues new zealand uh has been having concerts of 50,000 people no masks no nothing mind you you're not allowed to go in or out. Um, yeah. South Korea, I found out the same way because they're technically an island because you can't go to North Korea and they're on a peninsula, so they're kind of blocked off. Um, but um, someone I found out tried to go there, and you had to pay $1,400, which got you your a hotel room and food for 14 days. 
so that you could quarantine so you couldn't leave the room at all. Oh. And then after that, you could leave and do your thing. So a lot of these island nations are doing great, but Japan is not doing great. And it's ironic to me because um, a lot of the countries, they're saying, like, you know, Israel is doing amazing. Well, it's because they're basically told you need to get the vaccine. So they're at 80%. So a lot of these places where the distribution of the vaccine is not doing well are the ones having issues, and Japan is one of them. And sadly, they had to close it, which I'm assuming um, probably put a big damper on the um, uh, Super Mario World. So we'll see what happens with them on the sales side and everything like that and see what they do in you know, the United States Universal Studios because a lot of times you'll see something bad happen overseas or other things like that. And what they end up doing is they push that basically price on to the people in other places, other locations. So, yeah, we'll see. And now we have my favorite part. Before we go on that, if you have any topics di- not Disney related, go to Linktree, L I N K T R dot E E. Send us a message on Instagram, Facebook, you name it. We're there and we'll take care of you, answer your questions, do whatever. Um, the Disney pile is fat, but we're going to go through it fairly quick. Not too quick, but quick enough. Um, so the reservations and tickets did go on sale last week. And surprisingly, there are still dates available on popular dates mind you tim has pointed out to me whenever he looks at it just to browse you have to start in the opposite park of the event so june 4th they're opening avengers campus so you have to start in disneyland that morning mind you what they don't tell you is is that the parks at capacity you can't go over there so if you get a park hopper it don't matter you can't go in because there's no accessibility so but there are still plenty of dates available and this is exactly what happened at disney world and i predicted this Disney World had it blocked off. There's no pass holders here anymore. So that it, so you won't have pass holders because I believe they did offer discounts to pass holders to buy tickets in Disney World. But everyone bought their tickets. There's still, you know, for me personally, looking at it, there's a lot of availability. But I have a feeling once they see the results of this basically selling for like a little over a week, they're probably going to eventually roll out. I would say next week, probably May 1st, they're going to roll out the new res um uh pass program to see what it's going to be because i'm assuming what they're try- probably going to do is they're probably going to have some sort of monthly pass where you could pick dates to go to during that month so we're going to find out soon enough um but as tim pointed out in the next part of it there was a reservation debacle causing technical issues for walt disney world services yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. So with with the tickets, because um, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go hop on. I kind of forgot that they came out uh, on, what was it, the 15th? Uh, you could reserve them. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to jump on and see what was going on. Well, a buddy of mine, he got on, and I was just going to go on, get in the queue, and see how long it takes. buddy of mine got on at 7 o'clock, got in line for the queue, mind you. Uh, tickets didn't come on or reservations didn't come. Uh, no, you got to get tickets to get your reserve. Then you get your reservation. Um, didn't come online until eight o'clock. 8 so seven o'clock. <laughs> he, uh, he got, you know, fired Which up his most, laptop. Most people and... were on at six thirty-seven, And I will say this was a part of the problem was because it said eight o'clock. People were hopping on at eight o'clock, expecting it to be eight o'clock. And that's yeah. not the way it works. Yeah, which is, I think that was kind of bad on Disney's part. If you say 8 o'clock, then 
you need to open the queue up at eight o'clock or yep. you could say, hey, you know what? Eight o'clock will allow the queue opens at seven forty five. Right. I mean, uh, that's what um, when um, when you would go in the morning, yep. if you didn't have the morning magic morning hour. It opened up 30 minutes prior. Yeah. And then, in. They, then they held you at the end of Main Street and then rope drop mm-hmm. it and you go. So, right. like I said, Buddy got on at seven o'clock, I think by nine thirty, ten o'clock. Um, he got in, said, hey, you could, you know, buy your tickets. What do you want? Obviously, they had this tier pricing. So he wanted to take his daughter. So he got two tickets, no problem. And he sent me a text message, hey, I'm in right now. Do you want any tickets? I'm like, nah, dude, I, I, I'm good. And I'm like, actually, I'm in line right now just to see or in the queue just to see how, how long it'll take. I got in about so he did his good to go. All right, no problem. So I got in about 845. I had to leave work at three o'clock and I still had not gotten anywhere um, on it because it'll have it'll say, oh, your wait uh, estimated time more than an hour. And then it kind of I went to lunch and came back and a new message popped up. You know, it says, you know, experiencing some, you know, uh, delayed more than we anticipated. Hold tight yep. if you're if you're in the queue and they tell you first thing, if you get in the queue, don't refresh, don't hit the back button because you lose your spot. So but um, then I checked it later that night and I, you know, you still had to go in in the queue or whatnot. And there were still a lot of dates available. Um, and when I like you said, when I checked it yesterday, um, a lot of the, the popular dates, obviously, like the 30th, you know, in two days, that one was completely sold out. And the Saturday and Sunday uh, was sold out. So the first and second, if I remember right. And then on June 4th, that was completely sold out. And then that Saturday and Sunday, you had to start in. If you got a park hopper, you had to start in Disneyland. Then at 1 o'clock, you could go over to California Adventure. And I know in May, a lot of the weekends, Saturday and Sunday, were you had to start in California Adventure with Park Harper, Park Hopper, and then go over to Disneyland. Or if obviously if you get a one day one park, then it's whatever park you go into. Yeah. So there's there's still a, a pretty. I mean, if you want to go on a day, you could still get a ticket and go. Now, if you want to go on a day to a specific park, you may have to take your chances, get a Park Harper ticket, go to the opposite park. One o'clock. Hopefully, it's not full. You could get get over. So, I'm shooting for the end of this year. We'll see what happens. I'm not that worried, but yeah, uh, it's good news. <laughs> and, you know? and I know a lot of people. It took around eight to nine hours for them to finally get it. Get get their yeah. tickets. Uh, one thing. The next thing we have is um, California may now allow fully vaccinated out-of-state guests to visit Disneyland, Universal Studios, Hollywood. That is not true. Well, read the next one. Disneyland, okay. Yeah. So so Disneyland has stated, no, we're going to stick with just California residents. And I think that's smart because, I mean, they, they know so much about you when you go to these things. It's kind of hard. I don't know. Like, it's hard for me to see them not knowing you know, they want to keep track. So staying it to California, you know, that, that's a quick one just because they're saying, yeah, just California residents. Universal Studios Hollywood, I believe, is going to allow out-of-state residents. But 
Yeah. Until Disneyland complies, 95% of the people I know that come either go to Disney for a week or they spend two or three days at Disney, one day at Knott's, one day at Universal. So yep. until the other and ones comply, going to be, yeah. Yeah, and I did see a thing um, today because they're doing cast member previews that they did um, stress, hey, if you are coming on the 30th, make sure to bring a proof of residency from California. If not, <laughs> too bad, so sad. Even if you got a ticket, sorry. And I think I think they they actually did a good thing. They did it was um, it was something like like you could have like a bill in your name even if you wanted to. Like if you just recently moved to California, didn't have an ID. Yeah, it was it's like easy if you're to getting do. The, the real ID. Yeah, exactly. Um, I will say we're gonna go a little faster because we're almost we're already over an hour, man. That's crazy. Um, this one I want to talk about so much. Um, Walt Disney's Imagineering have created a free-roaming Groot animatronic character that is going to be in the parks. Not immediately, but in the future. I have seen it in video. It is freaking amazing. It literally moves so smoothly. It's right. a legit... It reminds me of those little robots they had from Sony a long time ago that worked really good, but it's even smoother than that. He waves it's, and I think Dances. it's a great character too because he's smaller, and yep. he doesn't speak. He just says, "I am Groot." So you're not worrying about programming him to say things to interact with people. He literally just says, "I am Groot." I am Groot. Mind you, people don't know this, but like when R two D two walked around the park, they had him rolling around when the park was open. Um, it was basically a dude behind him was falling around, running it, talking to the kids, doing all that kind of stuff. Probably going to have the same kind of thing. It was wired when I saw it, so I think they're trying to work on a way to remotely run it. So that'll be the next step, but it was phenomenal. It was, but, awesome. and it, and it was, t- and it was tiny like him, yes, like uh, small, just like him, like the yeah. one from the second movie. Yep. Um, yeah. Exactly. The one like, I'm well, more same excited, like a five seven year old kid. What I'm more excited for is the Seven Dwarves, and which removed replaced with Happy Snow White scene, in Snow White's Enchanted Wish Ride at Disneyland, and I saw it. And it's freaking amazing. Did you I know see someone the, who recorded the scene. It's insane. Yeah, did you see the ride-through video or just that particular scene? Just that scene. Okay, yeah, because I need to watch the ride-through video. I completely forgot. But that the, scene they did, <laughs> it, 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 I saw pictures of it, and it looks awesome. And that scene was always weird at the end because yes. it was all of a sudden they're you know going up the hill. The witch is at the top. She. Yep throws the boulder down, and then all of a sudden you go through the doors, and it's all happy, and they're dancing. It's like, hold on, wait, what the heck just happened? Yep, exactly. It's like the it's, little little mermaid when well, Ursula dies. I'm, I'm kind of surprised they haven't changed um, uh, Mr. Toe's Wild Ride, because you go to hell on that one. You oh, yeah. You legit go to hell. Yep. You know, like, I know Pinocchio's dark. I never watched Mr. Toad, but Pinocchio's dark. He mm-hmm. smokes a cigar that turns him in partly to a donkey. I right. mean, you go through that part where you get sucked in and you go through the crate and all that kind Pleasure of stuff. Island. Yeah, exactly. But the, the, the new thing, they, they incorporated stuff from Peter Pan. So if you've been on Peter Pan that has the um, lights and everything, it, it, it looks yep. phenomenal. I'm excited. Tim will have to watch it after we're done mm-hmm. here. Yeah. If they did um, anything like they did to Alice in Wonderland on this one, which I'm assuming they did, it's yep. going to be yep. awesome. Yeah. Um, so Disney, so this one's a quick one. Disney apparently increased prices for strollers, ECV, and wheelchair rentals. All this is going to mean is that you're going to see a lot more shady people renting out freaking rascals outside the park, getting them right. dropped off in that little area right there, which I'm interested to see because I haven't, I didn't even look this up. 
I wonder how hard it is for those companies to work now because before they used to just bring them into the little Esplanade and meet up with people and give it to them there. And so yeah. I'm wondering how they do that now. You got to go around the corner or something like that. But the one thing I did see is on the ECVs, um, they do have newer ones there. Okay. So it's not it's not like the older older that's, ones. That's I mean, good. there's there's still generic it's not anything too crazy but i mean so as you can say it's like the next two things a lot of this stuff is 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 is, so the trap safari rhino pole has been removed from jungle cruise for the new scene which it's going to be a pole again but it's going to be different characters on it yeah and then they also the entire platform is uh cleared at the former side of trader sam figure as the, the the overhaul continues and then trader sam's gift shop to to replace removed animatronic so, um, have you, have you seen the picture of, no, or the, of what, oh, dude, you got to check it out. It's, it looks awesome because really? everyone was mad. Oh, Trader Sam's leaving. Well, now it's, you know, they're still going to have an homage to Trader Sam. It's going to be his gift shop. So, um, where was it at? Um, concept art for the scene reveals the Jungle Navigation Company Limited lost and found kiosk on the former side of Trader Sam's platform. Alberta Falls, the company's proprietor, has left Trader Sam in charge of the lost and found, and he has taken the opportunity to rebrand it as Trader Sam's Gift Shop. Unfortunately, animals have overrun the shop while Sam is out collecting more inventory, and obviously the Disneyland version of the ride will not reopen with the rest of the park. So all of those that have happened have been at Disney World. It looks awesome. It's it's cool. And like I said, it's funny how it's it's, it's lost and found. But he's taking it as his gift shop. It's like so. Basically, he's selling other people's stuff. I like that. Yeah. Um, no, they they did a good job. So and the so the walls are up around the Disneyland, which is you know I figured that was going to be you know uh, yeah that's going to happen. Uh, lightsabers. I did see this that Sabi's workshop. They have increased by twenty bucks um, at Disney's <laughs> Hollywood that, Studios. Yeah, I was saying that's just. I wonder if they're going to do it at. California going to as well. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, why not? Ooh, I didn't see this one. So Walt Disney World cast members are going to receive a complimentary one night resort hotel stay. Yeah. That's kind of nice. Yeah. Um, but then, but then the next one is kind of, I think it's a give and take. <laughs> Disney World cast members blocked from entering any theme parks for entire month of May following free hotel room announcement. That's good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But I mean, you know, still, though, you know what? Though I bet you that what they're doing there is, is that they normally wanted to go. Let's say, for instance, they're working almost the month of May, and then they have a week when they only barely work. They're probably yeah. going to pay to get in because I know they get discounted tickets. Yeah. So they probably what they're probably what they're going to do. They get them the hotel room so they'll stay on site, and yep. then they'll buy, buy a ticket. Okay. Yeah. Well, and shoot, uh, I mean, last time I checked, uh, even the cheapest hotel room was still more expensive than a one day ticket. So, yeah, you're you're still com- coming out ahead, and that's just for the pricing of it. That's not including all the other, um, you know, additional things on on top of what you get at the room uh, on the resort that's included in in your uh, hotel uh, hotel price. Yeah, um, so that's kind of yeah. The next one here's the thing: um, Orange County, Florida, mass mandate could be lifted in late summer. Physical distancing and temperature checks before them according to mayor here's the thing though i guarantee that they're going to keep the mask mandate at the parks the well they already said it's they... going to till the end of the year 
Well, I don't think they'll do the temperature checks though, because that's that's already been proven that it doesn't work. So yeah, you know. Well, and I, don't think... and I guess the physical distancing was they were saying instead of six feet, it's going to be three feet. It's going to be three feet, correct? So, so it's that's, still that's, physical distancing, it's news, but, it's but it's not, not going to be. Yeah, uh, and I will say, uh, I have a friend. I don't know if I don't know if Gina listens, but I saw that she is at Disney World, and she just posted a picture. I skipped one real quick just to talk about it, but the people mover is open yep. and they have people going on it. So she went on it. So that was kind of cool. It's back open, but on downside, the skyline gondolas have reportedly crashed once again at Disney world. Those things, I think this is probably, um, I think the second, the only thing at you ever hear the about time. Well, not just that, but the only thing you ever hear about having a problems this long besides the gondolas is like Indiana Jones in Disneyland. Yeah. Because people people don't know, like, a lot of these rides and stuff, they don't get messed up, like, easily. What it is is one thing happens that compounds over the course of three or four vehicles, damaging it to the point where they have to fix it. Same thing with the gondolas. The gondolas, as soon as they get them going good, something happens. Someone could, you know, offset. Like, if they tell you everyone needs to disperse out properly, probably, so the gondola doesn't lean to one side or the other. Um, depending yeah. on the weight of it, people do stuff to jack them up and then it messes everything else up. And then this happens. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they get it fixed uh, uh, and figured out so it doesn't happen anymore. But I don't, I don't see that happening. Um, and then this one's kind of cool. I did see this. The cast members did debut the new Disney look on stage at Walt Disney world. Um, I couldn't tell a difference really, except for the girl I... that was holding the balloons with tattoos. That's the only thing right. I could tell a difference. They had two people holding the balloons and they had tattoos. So, um, shout out to Don who got, um, a star Wars tattoo. It looks amazing. I love it. And it's in that era, era, Arabesh, Aradesh, the uh, star Wars language. It looks beautiful. I love it. Um, so she'll be able to show that off while she's working. Um, now this is my favorite one. Ooh, made a little noise. Um, Disneyland resort guidelines. Now warn guests will be asked to leave for using profanity and offensive language. This is, this is, you didn't get the full thing. Against cast members, if you uh, use a, no, no, it is yes. No. I already I double checked. I searched you want it. me to read the statement? But that's not that's not what they're going to be doing. I know from people inside that they cannot enforce it against people if they're not if they're not using it against cast members. They have revised it since then because people said, "How can you do huh, that?" Then it must have been that. today when they revised it because it says. Uh, Disney reserves the right to require a guest to leave if they are not properly wearing an approved face covering, using profanity or offensive language towards our cast members or other yeah. guests, yeah, and exactly. or violating any other park rules. Right. No. So you can I can say the f word and they're not going to kick me out if you if you have to be using it against someone. And my main yeah, thing, but is, it's not just against cast members if you're well, cussing out people, another guest. That's fine, but yeah, but that's but not what you, you said. have to use it. You have to use it against somebody because yeah. they can't prove you said anything with the mask on. If I yell out the f word, prove it was me. I want to see that. That will lead to a lawsuit so fast that yeah. they will lose in a heartbeat. But I, th- I get it. They don't want people to be getting in fights and yelling, and I that does kind of tamper it down so we'll see how that works and what happens um yeah which is i mean i don't really hear that much profanity or offensive language in there it's mainly people talking to each other and it's not right um in a you know in a mean way it's just like you could kind of tell okay that's just 
just how they talk. But I mean, when uh, I've heard I'm in a social club and people say that social clubs are bad. Um, I've been called their gang. Uh, I've been called uh, homophobic slurs by regular people in the park more often than not. And um, it's, it's shocking. And I get why it, because people, people want to talk trap people, people don't realize. So if you come from another country, you dress different, you do whatever you get all these locals that go down there that are just super rude. And it doesn't make any sense. It's like, why there's no point for you to be rude or mean. And I'm glad they're doing that for certain things because I've seen more fights happen because of someone throwing a, a curse word at someone that was just in the heat of the moment. And I get why they're doing it. So yeah, exactly. We'll and see I, how they uphold it and we'll see what happens in the end, because I guarantee eventually they will get a lawsuit. I don't think it's legitimate, but it will happen. Oh, I mean, it's like anything. I mean, especially anybody wants to sue Disney because they got, you know, oh, they got the deep pockets and I could get yep. something or whatnot. Even if they sell out of court for 20 bucks, they're like, oh, I, I beat Disney. <laughs> but back to your uh, social clubs, like you were saying, and, and it stinks because with the social clubs, you're wearing a vest, whether it's a leather mm-hmm. vest or a jean vest. Well, what the thing that stinks is, is so you automatically get associated with, you know, gangs or motorcycle gangs you get the hell's angels you got you know all of those that wear vests on it and you guys have patches with your different clans or whatever you want to call them so you get people that clubs clans you get uh people that don't know that or they choose not to know that and they just think oh hey he's wearing a vest and it has all these patches on it and it has this big insignia on the back of it which it could be tinkerbell it could be something sweet and innocent um and they automatically think oh hey oh no they're you know why are they letting all these biker gangs in here i thought they had a dress code it's like well no they're not really doing anything then on the opposite side of that which it stinks because you have you know one bad apple ruins the bunch is what was it a handful of years ago when two social clubs got into a fight um, over by Space Mountain, so it's like, well, yeah, what you guys are doing are fighting. It's like, really? The one time that it happened, because I'm sure people were being dumb, and now you're going to put uh, lump everyone, everyone into I, it. I so. will say that they actually like us more than they don't there, because I've seen clubs diff- diffuse quite a bit of stuff. So, um, oh, I think, oh, yeah, I think I think the profanity thing is more for. Um, basically well when they had that fight in toontown and they were you know as the family cussing each other out well there you go you're and they couldn't a you're fighting fast enough yep and b you're gone but no i mean i'm not saying to get against the social clubs just kind of giving both aspects on it and most of the social clubs are locals from the area that go there a lot and they're there like what you said like what you like to do Hey, do you want us? Oh, you're trying to take a picture. Well, you're going to be out of it. Do you want us to take the picture for you? Or do you, you know, it looks like you're lost. Do you need help with something? Where at first they're kind of like, you know, oh, crap, you know, intimidated just because of the appearance. Um, and that's what everyone associates it with. But it's like, oh, yeah, you know, you could be the sweetest person in the world. And that's your thing. You like to, uh, you know, do the, uh, the social club aspect of it. So, and, and like you said, they liked it there because. You guys were promoting, I mean, physically, visually promoting your, you know, love for Disney. Yeah. You weren't there and 
being mean or rude or anything like that. Like I said, there's always a couple bad apples, but yeah, ninety nine point eight percent of the time, it's all good. Yeah. All right, and then we're gonna move on faster. Okay, so Disneyland Resort, they have my first visit, adult years debut, uh, deb- hat your hat debuts at Disney for downtown Disney for $17.99. They're really getting ready for reopening there. Uh, Splitsville's right. opened back up, and all the bowling alleys in California have started opening now with the advanced um, enhanced health and safety measures. Um, a lot of them stopped serving certain kinds of food just to make them easier to deal with. Um Scanning gates for Disneyland Hotel being installed to keep. Oh, yeah. So a lot of the hotels used to be able to pass through Grand Californian to go into California Adventure through a specific entrance. And you can't do that anymore. I know they're trying to to change that. So that makes sense to do that. Disneyland. Yeah, resort. Well, it's, ju- it's just for after hours, though. It's not during the day or anything like that. It's basically when the parks close, then you can't just be willy nilly walking around. You actually have to have get scanned in. But. Leads to the other thing is what about Trader Sam's and the restaurants there if you have a reservation. So yeah. I know they said it's going to be after the park closed, which is good, so people could get back to to their uh, to their room. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. So uh, we have that. We have uh, the Rise of Resistance boarding group distribution times released for Disneyland, and I have been seeing that um, even with the cast preview that basically uh, nothing's really going on. Like, it's not that ba- backed up. Everyone's really getting to ride it. So I have a feeling it's going to be just like everything else. It's going to be yep. just, you know. The, the, weir- the weird thing is, is if you don't have – so they, it's a 7 o'clock and noon is when they release the two times. The 7 o'clock one, you could um, do the reservation without physically being at the park. But – you have to have a ticket for uh, for Disneyland. If you right. have a one day ticket for California Adventure, <clears throat> you can't get the seven o'clock. Now, if you have a one day park hopper and you start <clears throat> you start out at California, you could do the twelve o'clock one, but you first have to be scanned in at California. So don't just think, oh hey, I got a California Adventure one. I'm going to get Rise of Resistance. And they're going to let me in. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Well, I didn't think that would happen either. You'd be an idiot to think that. So, hey, you got people. I mean, they did it at uh, Disney World when you get, uh, hey, I only have Epcot, but I'm going to get a dinner reservation at Magic Kingdom. And in the beginning, they let them in and then they just never left the park. So, uh, yeah. So, um, Star Wars May the 4th Disneyland shopping reservations event coming exclusively for Legacy Pass holders. Um, what is that? I I don't know. There was not that not that much information released on their Twitter. They had a little uh, blurred out picture. It looked like of the Rebel insignia or something, and it said, uh, "Come back for more details." Well then, so we have that, and to finish, we have one thing. To, I'm one thing I'm going to finish off with, but on this one, uh, Disney Magic Mobile now available on Android devices, and it would figure because I have uh, an Only Apple took phone. A- how many how many years well it's been on apple the whole time but oh, it took them which one's the many... magic mobile yeah what what which one is the magic mobile yeah uh i think that's where you could have um like your hotel reservations and all of that uh all on oh through... okay yeah 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 <laughs> through yeah. that so it's been on 
iOS the whole time, and they finally, like I said, after how many years did it on on Android? So yeah, so that's pretty awesome. And lastly, um, I'm not saying like I'm anti corporation or anything like that, but I did appreciate that um, basically. Basically, the parks did a video of everyone returning to work. And I've noticed on the TikToks, it's on TikTok that it happens mostly. They're focusing on the employee. And um, I've seen some people who desperately wanted to come back and didn't get the call back to work. Maybe it was because there were certain hours they didn't work, whatever it was. All I know is I greatly appreciate what Disney has done for these employees by bringing them back. And I no doubt think that Bob Iger had some sort of influence on the changes that were made with, you know, obviously with the governor, the recall and with, you know, Bob Iger pushing, I think it was perfect. And I'm just glad that they did this for the people because the people are what matter. So um, that's the most important thing. But I want to thank everyone for coming through. That's it for this week. Back with a big, big fat episode for you guys. Um but we, we missed you guys last week. Like we said, Call of Duty came a calling, and we had to hop into Verdonska 1984 and get to it. But uh, we greatly appreciate you. Make sure to go to Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOCastGaming, and uh, like and share and go all over the place. Uh, Tim's friends in Tulare, thank you so very much. Uh, oh, yeah, he's, he was wondering when the new episode was coming out this morning at the workout. <laughs> so I said... We're recording tonight. I was going to so say, I know you work out with him because I saw the pro you tagged him in it, and I'm like, thank you. What's his name? Uh, I'm not going to. I don't know if he wants me to say it or okay. not, so I'm not going to say Tell it. Tell Tim, if you want to, if I can mention your name, I'm going to thank you every single episode because I know you're listening. Um, and if you want more Star Wars content, go to ConCon's Cantina. They've been doing character d- deep dives for um, uh, on their Instagram and on their Facebook for all the characters coming up in the Bad Batch. And they also did a deep dive with Ahsoka with a, um, uh, a a blogger from Florida who, you know, loves Ahsoka as well. Um, so it was kind of cool to see that. But um, like I said, like and follow. It's coming up soon. I'm going to edit it tomorrow, I promise. But uh, for the FOMOcast, I'm Chris. I'm Tim. And we will see you guys next time.